In today's episode, Esther and Suze discuss their experiences of living on their own, with a homestay and also with friends. We also give some advice on how to be a good housemate in creating a home which is loving and filled with grace. Hi Suze, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I just had the day off today, so just chilling at home, went for a walk before, the weather was amazing. So it's been a good day so far. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Sydney probably doesn't have as good weather as the Gold Coast at the moment. It's been a bit wet and gloomy, but I am on the last day of my 14 days of self-isolation. How good is that? Yay, that's so exciting. Well done for getting through. I feel like that's such an ordeal. Freedom could not come soon enough. (laughs) So what are we talking about today, Suze? Um, So after our conversation last week about moving out of home, um, this week we're going to talk about what it's like finding a new home, a new place to stay, um, and, you know, moving in with different people as well, and the whole experience of that for the both of us. Um, So what about you share a bit about your experience and what it's been like so far since moving out of home in Melbourne? Yeah, so I moved out of home at the start of 2019, so last year. And I was moving to Sydney to begin studying medicine. So initially, I had thought that I would find a home with housemates. And I'd looked on lots of Facebook groups and I'd looked on flatmates. But in the end, I stayed um, on on campus reds. So I stayed in a dorm room by myself as part of a bigger complex. So I stayed there for about six months and then I was done with living on res. So I moved into an apartment with someone who was studying the same course as I was. And uh, we're still living together about a year later. Mm. How about you, Suze? Um, For me, it was quite a sudden move, like from when, when I found out that I was leaving Melbourne to when I was in the Gold Coast. It was two weeks, and so I feel like I had I didn't have very much time to look for a place. Um, but I basically just looked on flatmates.com. I also emailed a bunch of churches in the area and I was like, hi, I'm um, a random Christian from Melbourne and I'm moving to the Gold Coast. Do you have anyone who's looking for housemates? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were really lovely with asking around in their churches and just being very welcoming. Um, so that was a good experience. Um, but I ended up finding a family through flatmates.com. Um and yeah, it was a mum and a dad and a six-year-old girl. And so we just had a little meeting at the start and then I moved in, I think, two days after I met them. Um, so both of us have had quite different experiences, I think, of um, our living conditions after moving out. So you've had that kind of homestay experience and now you're living with friends. And I've experienced living on my own as well as living with um, just one other friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think you were prepared for moving out, Suze? Um, well, for me, when I was living in Melbourne, we had a pretty big house. We had some extra rooms downstairs. So we always had homestays living with us. So that went on for around 10 years. And um, because we had two rooms, so there will be different people cycling through. Some stayed for a couple of months, some stayed for like four years. 
And so we had around 10 or 11 different people living with us. Um, so that was my first experience of what it's like um, having people from, I guess, different families living together under, this, under the same roof. Um, but for me, it was kind of like I was the one in my home and they were kind of in our home. Um, whereas now it's a bit more of the opposite scenario where I was living in um, someone else's home and now it's like the three of us have kind of built a new home together. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's been interesting trying to have that mindset shift for me. In the past, I was like, oh, this is my home. I can like move around wherever I want and kind of having um, like my own little... Um, preferences of oh I like it when how like my homestays um, do this or I don't like it when they do that and I've kind of taken that into how I live um, when I'm living with other people um, so for example I like I'm an introvert and um, I do enjoy talking to people but only at specific set times like over the dinner table or um, when I'm not doing anything and um, so that's kind of how I've taken it like moving out as well, like um, I find that I'm very much like, oh, I better not intrude on the family's life and I'll just go out for dinner and then after that I'll just hang out in my room. Um, so that was kind of my experience of what it's like. Um, yeah. Sounds like you've experienced both ends of the spectrum, what it's like to you know, be the homestay, but also what it's like to host other people and um, getting to learn more about your likes and dislikes through that. I haven't had quite the same experience because we didn't do homestays as a family, um, but I have been on quite a few mission trips with people from um, uni. We had done trips where we did um, schoolies and also trips where we'd gone overseas, and I've also gone traveling with friends as well. Um, so I think from those trips and from those short stints of living with other people, I've come to learn a little bit about my own living style, um, but also some pet peeves about other people's living styles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I love it. I love hearing about what people's pet peeves are. I find <laughs> it so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think one of the things I learned about myself was opposite to you, I'm very much of an extrovert. And I learned how much I just enjoyed talking to people, even outside of designated talking times, like at dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I just always have something to talk to people about, a story to share, something from my day. And I often wanted to hear about their day as well and what they um, wanted to talk about, which people around me weren't always receptive to that, especially people who were more introverted and toward the end of a long day, they just needed some time to recharge. So mm. that's something that I learned about myself, but also what I learned about others um, and what other people value. And I think that's something I've taken into my experience of living with other people. Um, one of my pet peeves for a long time was um, people not doing their dishes immediately because um, I'd been brought up in a family where needed to be done straight after you use the dishes yeah. um, and something that my mum had taught me to do from a young age. But I realised not everybody had been raised like that and I think that's something I've learnt to compromise with a little bit more and now it's something that just doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Um, so, yeah, I think even prior to moving out, some of those experiences 
helped to shape my character and also helped me to understand what I looked for in a house, but also in a housemate. So, Suze, through your experiences that you've talked about, um, what was kind of the process of figuring out what would work in those living situations? So for me, when I moved into the house with the family, that was always going to be a more temporary solution for me. And I think having that mindset was, um, I guess, helpful during the time because if there were things that I was kind of bothered by, it was okay because I was like, oh, I'm going to move out anyway. So um, I'm not going to lose any sleep over this. Um, But now that I've moved into a new house with um, my friends, I think I've had the opportunity to think a bit more about what my priorities are and what my expectations are. Um, And having that one year living with that family kind of allowed me to figure that out as well. I think if I was fresh out of moving from home, I wouldn't have been able to know what was actually important to me in a house. Mm. So for example, for me, um, hospitality, something that's really important. Um, I've come from a family where we really enjoy having people over and Um, you know, cooking for people and just allowing people to stay till as late as they want. Um, So that was something that was really important to me, having a space where I could invite people over. Um, And um, other things I had to think about as well as different styles of living. Um, So for example, what it means for different people to be housemates can be very different. Um, for someone, it might be, uh, I just want a place to stay and um, I'll just, you know, eat my meals when I need to and then go back into my room and do whatever I want. For other people, it's very much of like, uh, oh, this is my new family and let's just do live together. Let's watch TV together, cook together. Um, so I think it's important to think about where you stand with that and then being able to chat about that with the people that you live with as well. I think with the two ladies that I live with, we've been um, able, to, able to just communicate that a lot and talk about, okay, what are your expectations moving in? Um, what does your day look like? What do you do when you get home from work? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you like talking to people? Or like, if you're tired, what do you, how do you communicate that? Um, so that was kind of our process of moving in together. And yeah, I would say communication is so key because yeah, it's, yeah. everyone has different expectations and standards and being able to understand each other that just um, prevents more conflict in the future. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think communication is a really important trait in all relationships. Um, mm. So, Suze, when you talked about some of those conversations that you would have with your housemates, were they conversations that you had prior to moving in together or after you've already decided to move into a house? It was a bit of both, actually. So what we did was um, before I even agreed to move in, because one of my housemates actually bought the house, so I was kind of moving into her space. Uh, we all, all three of us had a meeting together. We talked about things like what our personalities are like, um, what our schedules are like, which actually worked out really well because we have pretty different schedules. Um, so we are... Uh, we each had like some time alone at home, but there was also time. So all three of us were at home together to hang out together. Um, we talked about 
um, our expectations of cleanliness and um, our expectations for things like chores and cleaning, um, how to split the costs of um, communal foods, but also um, like um, how we splitting rent and um, utilities, all that kind of stuff. So those are the things that we talked about beforehand and kind of got the, like, I guess the deal breakers um, all cleared out. Um, And then now that we've moved in, there's just little things that we communicate about, like, for example, um, oh, I was um, showering this morning. Was that okay? Or was the hairdryer too loud? (laughs) Um, And, um, yeah, just other things like, oh, would you like me to park the car here or there? And little things like this, communicating them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we've done really well with that. And I think my housemates have been very good with communicating and just very patient with me, mm. kind of trying to figure out all the different appliances because a lot of it was theirs. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, what about you? Um, did it come from a place of um, – did you guys kind of communicate a lot of it before or because you guys were friends, there wasn't as much that you needed to talk out? What was it like for you? Yeah. I think it's a good distinction you brought up then with us being friends versus if we didn't know each other very well. I think if I had moved in with someone perhaps I didn't know at all or knew very little about, we would have needed to sit down and have perhaps more of a structured conversation. But because me and my housemate were already friends and we were studying the same course and had a very similar schedule, there was a lot that we already knew about each other's like day-to-day schedule that we didn't need to discuss as much. Now, I think a lot of the practical considerations that you talked about were also things that we discussed. For example, how to split the cost of um, communal things um, such as cleaning supplies or um, toilet paper or even some food items um, that we would buy in larger quantities. Um, those were things that we discussed Um, Another thing that we talked about was furniture and what we needed to buy to furnish the house. And um, I think a lot of people would have different ways of approaching things and talking about money isn't always the most comfortable thing to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. But what we had done was we split the cost for the things that we bought together. So essentially we just owned half of everything that we got. may or may not have been the best situation depending on how long you're choosing to live in a place. But I think we had thought that we'd live in um, the same place for quite a while or at least we'd live together as housemates for a while so that was good. Um, yeah and I think setting those expectations early um, is quite important because you don't want to get into a situation where um, you feel uncomfortable or you feel like you can't confront Um, the other person about something because you haven't set an expectation at the beginning. So I think open communication, especially early on, is really important. Yeah, that's so true because, you know, it's so much better to talk about like, oh, it's really noisy when you do that um, right at the start as opposed to one year later when it's like, what? That's been annoying you for a year and you never said anything about it? So I feel like, yeah, it's just a lot better to get it out in the open as quickly as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Um, And I think dealing with conflict is also a skill all on its own. I think something that you learn more about when you do move out. 
because I think when you deal with conflict within your family, it's quite different to dealing with conflict with people who aren't related to you by blood. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find sure. that as well, yeah. Suze? Yeah, I, it's like, I guess it's the same as how a lot of us, we treat our families different to how we treat our friends. Mm. And sometimes with families, you can kind of just like yell it out and get it over and done with. Yep. But with friends, it's a bit more tricky. You kind of have to navigate it and, you know, you don't want to just show your crazy side too much. Um, yeah, got to let it that, out in yeah. little bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just learning how to navigate that and um, deal with conflict in a way that, and also understanding that everyone deals with conflict differently Um, some people like to just get it out as soon as possible some people like to think about it for a bit kind of um, form their thoughts and then have a good civil conversation Um, so I think it's also important to have a chat about what your way of dealing with conflict is um, and then being able to respect each other and kind of find a healthy compromise with that Uh, I would advise that it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt Um, Mm -hmm. especially if, you know, you're just adapting to a new situation together or if you don't know the person very well yet. Giving the people the benefit of the doubt will always make things a little bit easier at the end of the day um, and just insert a lot more grace into the relationship um, between you and that other person. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you, the word you use, grace. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important um, when you know, you're living together and doing life together. Um, Yeah, you really, you can't just live your own individual life when you're sharing a house, sharing all these different things, spaces with someone else. Um, And a a piece of advice that my sister gave me that I found really helpful was to be generous. Um, You know, like if you cook some food, just be generous and share it or even be generous with um, the way that you serve and like, you know, doing chores or someone leaves a dish or like a pot or pan out. Don't just be like, that's theirs and what's mine is mine. But, you know, just help people along the way. And um, yeah, I think that people really appreciate it and it just makes for a much better and positive home as well. Yeah, I think that's also a hallmark of what it means to be someone who follows Jesus and tries to love on others in the same way. Um, I think looking Mm. for ways to serve um, for me looks like putting others' needs above our own um, because it's very easy to be individualistic and go, what will make my life easier? What's most comfortable for me? What most aligns with my personality and what I value in a home and what I value in housemates? But like in reality, not everything works out to what works best for you. Um, yeah, I think along that line of um, what it means as a Christian and um, finding a home and a place to live, um, the importance of remembering that our homes on earth are only temporary. Um, as Christians, we believe that you know um, heaven is our real home and um, our time on earth is just kind of a passing phase. Um, so just remembering that and not getting caught up with um, the comforts of home, the comforts and security of home. So whether it's for like for myself, a place of um, comfort where I don't have to deal with anyone um, or for someone else, it might be comfort might look like, you know, having heaps of things around, um, just having the easiest lifestyle ever. 
um, these things are important and it's important, good to have a safe space to rest and to, yeah, um, recover and recuperate, but at the same time, not overemphasizing personal comfort and remembering that we as Christians have a bigger purpose here on earth. I think that's something that always important to remind ourselves of whether we're living out of home or like still living with our family yeah uh, well Suze thanks for sharing your experiences and your advice with me today uh, I'll catch you in the next call convo sounds good have a good week thanks for tuning in to another episode of call convos we'll leave you with a question for the week in your past experiences of finding a new community, what has been the process of developing deeper friendships?